Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined uh, via voiceover IP from Miami by Rob Cassidy. Rob, how's it going? It's going, man. A late night edition, so you'll really get to hear the police sirens in my neighborhood this time. Yeah, well, there was some some crickets outside my windows. I was worried that Mike might pick them up, but I think they've uh, chilled out for now. And joining us, uh, better late than never, uh, from a from a, a packed house. You might hear some background noise on Nick's end. Uh, Nick Kruger, Nick, how you doing? Yeah, I was going to say late late night for you, late night for me. I've got the adult beverages flowing, so you know, you <laughs> yeah. never know what might happen on this podcast. <laughs> We we should mention that uh, Rob mentioned to us before we started recording that the the New York Mets, the team of his youth, and uh, probably the the main sports team he follows, is down twenty four to one. What inning are they in, Rob? Uh, looks like they're in the seventh. I, I was kind of hoping that they would do the thing where they pitched a position player because I kind of wanted to see like you know I would like to have seen like Michael Conforto pitch or, or somebody pitch, but it doesn't look like they're going to do that. They're just going to waste the bullpen because they're the Mets. <laughs> well, been a rough season for uh, for the New York Mets, and I have to. But, hey, you better you. watch. You better watch out for the Marlins coming up from the bottom of the division. There, I know. Sadly, I know. All right. Well, this is this is akin to you uh, bragging about being in first class and then getting delayed for twelve hours. You bragging. What was the what was the famous text between you and your cousin? I believe that you. Yeah, they were, they were fourteen and two. Early in the season, and I texted him, all we have to do is go 500 for the rest of the season, and we'll make the playoffs. And then they proceeded to lose like 13 out of the next 15 games. (laughs) It's still not as good as the airline thing. The airline thing was, I mean, really something. Yeah, instant. So uh, we want to remind everybody, uh, tell a friend, uh, leave us a review to do all of the above. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, if you want us to talk about something, send us an email. we got all types of things going on. Last week we were MIA because uh, we ran uh, this show's uh, stepchild, armchair quarterback in its place, which uh, if you want to get your Dave Lackford fix, Go subscribe on iTunes. Just search for Armchair Quarterback. There is some controversy. Some other shows with similar similar titles. Uh, so Lackford might have to take them to court on our behalf. Wait, um, did you guys uh, did you guys move off of our feed now? Are you guys on your own feed? Yeah, yeah. The, it's has its own dedicated feed. Although if it's a good episode, we might throw it on here because I mean it's basically you guys will be on there too. Uh, it's basically the same show, except uh, we don't have to pretend we're talking about football recruiting. And you guys have um, a police officer. Yeah, and we have. Uh, you should have. You, this latest episode, there was a moment where Dave pulled off his uh, "I'm I'm a lawyer" thing, and then Friedman also came in with some type of cop thing. It was really, <laughs> it was really those two working hand in hand as the, the DA and the the lead detective uh, can be pretty funny. So anyway, let's jump right into it. We want to do the show. We wanted to push it out early in the week because we got all types of stuff going on. All types of stories that really hit right in our wheelhouse. Uh, so I wanted to make sure we talked about them. I think we should go with, you know, I, I'm going to go opposite in the, the rundown here. We had a great story. And I don't know, did you guys read this link I put on the in the in the Google Doc about Jeffrey Carter? No, I, I guess and I walked okay, in the good. door and opened the thing. Good. Do not read it. So, Nick, why don't you tell us the quick story before I jump into this uh, into this uh, Jeffrey Carter hot take column, which is great. Okay, uh, Jeffrey Carter, four-star cornerback commit, used to be or to uh, Texas A&M at this point. 
was at Alito High School, recent transfer to Mansfield Legacy High School, where there are several other highly ranked recruits on that defense. Uh, cousins with Torian Carter. Uh, you know, lot, lots of lots of things going on with this recruitment. Had a Final Four of Texas A and M, Texas, Oklahoma, as well as uh, some other school that I can't remember right now. And um, it was probably oh, no, that's it. Oh. Te- no, no, it was Texas A and M, Oklahoma, Texas, and uh, uh, you're right. I can't remember the fourth. So, so anyway, so I'm off to a great start on this podcast. <laughs> Bottom line is, he was he was he was going to te- he went to Texas A and M on a, a Friday uh, or a Saturday or Friday. Was going to Oklahoma the following day. Came up with this excuse, couldn't make it to Oklahoma. Had a flat tire, uh, nail on the tire. The old the age old excuse that we heard time and time again in recruiting. Couldn't make it out to Oklahoma for the Champion Barbecue. And uh, very next day, ends up recruiting to Texas A&M. And lo and behold, Kerry Cooks, uh, you want to talk about a master subtweeter. Kerry Cooks, defensive backs coach for Oklahoma, comes comes out with all kinds of uh, bagmen subtweets. And uh, take that for for how you <laughs> how you want. But uh, you know, they, there was there was some dispute as to the veracity of the nail in said tire and the role that played in his eventual commitment to the Aggies. But bottom line is, boys, Texas A&M, second recruiting class in the country right now, and uh, Oklahoma without a cornerback commit that they thought that we're probably going to get this weekend. And Nick had a story ready to go for his commitment to Oklahoma, and he pulled a fast one on all of us. Wait, is that the bottom line or is the bottom bottom line actually the subtweet? I think the lead is the (laughs) subtweet. Okay. (laughs) Boy, the bottom line is nothing about – uh, Texas A&M's defensive back class. Congratulations, Texas. <laughs> <He> just shot. <laughs> the, 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 the bottom line is the bottom line is Nick. Did you have did you have quotes? And I I saw it in the admin. So did you interview him with quotes about him being committed to Oklahoma? No, you didn't. You didn't see it in the admin. I didn't have the story written. I had the quotes though. I what does this have to do with the column I was supposed to read? Listen, he had, yeah, wait, hold up. Before we get to the column, he he had he told me that he had an edit or some such ready for every single school in his top four. And so I thought I thought because the last visit that he was making that weekend was to Oklahoma that that was going to eventually be the commitment that he was going to. We had other sources semi-confirmed that that was the likely scenario. Of course, Mark Passwaters at AggieYell.com knew all along that it was A&M. And okay. uh, you know, kudos to him. I am so okay, wrong. So got, okay, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so let me recap for those of you at home who, who have gotten... And for Rob. <laughs> no idea what's happening. Including Rob. Okay, so this kid Jeffrey Carter, who really moves the needle, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say, Nick? I mean, when you write about him, people read it, right? Yeah, I mean, even the even just the re- analysis piece that I do that you know does pretty good traffic. You know, yeah, people okay. people are interested. All right, so <laughs> we don't know how many adult beverages Nick has had. Tonight. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> so Jeffrey, so Jeffrey Carter. Had been committed to Oklahoma in the past, I think in January. Is that also true, Nick? He decommitted. He was. From he was. He was a prior commit to Oklahoma, which is another reason why I thought that Oklahoma was in a good spot for him because we've seen this happen with R.J. Henderson and Theo Weiss. You know, previous commits come back around at one of these okay. barbecue events. Okay, so he says he's going to Oklahoma on Saturday for their big barbecue event. At which point, he then tweets out an excuse, which says. Oh my! Due to the my dad got a 
nail in his tire. <laughs> and so I can't, so I can't, he deleted the tweet. I'm scrolling through his feed here. It's gone. So he got a nail in his tire and I can't make it to, uh, I can't make it to, uh, Oklahoma, because we're closer to home, we're just going to turn around and go home because it's such a long drive. Sorry, everybody. Right? And I saw it. Now, keep in mind, this is I'm watching from a distance. I don't follow the kids. So that popped into my timeline. I said, oh, that's that's interesting. I wonder if that's a real excuse or not, is what I said to myself. At which point he then says, like, <laughs> announcement at five, <laughs> announcement <laughs> at five o'clock. <laughs> right? Well, at five o'clock, he puts out a fully produced commitment video to Texas A&M, which he clearly had done in advance. Well, maybe right? that's why he was waiting for AAA to come, to come take the No, but that's the <laughs> <laughs> From the side of the road, a tumbleweed goes by, reveals his commitment to A&M. It's Texas Chainsaw <laughs> yeah. Massacre themed. Yeah, that would have been that actually would be a really cool video. No, uh, as I said, he he told me regardless regardless of what of what we all think about his level of honesty and the whole scenario, he said up front he had some kind of thing ready to go to announce his commitment to any of the schools involved with his final four. Oh, here we go. I found the tweet. He did not delete it. My dad unexpectedly got a nail in his tire and I and and had a I complete flat. By the way, As who, who to the expectedly that gets the nail? <laughs> That's right. Nail. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we Dude. knew it was a fraud. <laughs> okay. Due to how far we are from our home and from where OU, we will not attend the barbecue at OU. Okay? Which is which is fine. That, it doesn't matter if he's not going. We hear these excuses. Kids tell us these excuses to not come to the five-star challenge in camps and whatnot. There, oh, there's weather. Oh, there's a funeral. There's Auntie's this, funeral. third. And this is an extreme right. recruiting story here. Dude. Okay. okay. No, that's what I'm saying. It's a great story. So, so then it says news at five, at which point he commits at five and says, I'm done. Right? So he commits to Texas A&M. Congratulations. Uh, everyone is, is very excited. We got all types of retweets here. Now, Nick, I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, f- former f- former friend of the show and uh, our former coworker, Brian Peroni, uh, says, had this pointed out to me, I believe Jeffrey Carter is Texas A&M's highest ranked cornerback commit since Sammy Davis in 1999. And he, which point, Sammy he, Davis Jr.? Where does the point he retweets and, Listen. At which point he retweets and says, wait until Rivals fixes my rank. Oh, shots fired at you, Nick. <laughs> Better mm-hmm. fix his rank. So so, uh, so anyway, so all this happens, at which point I think it's funny, great. It's a, it's a classic switch up. Uh, definitely a wrestling move, wouldn't you guys say? Or no, some type of, uh, of wrestling move to burn Oklahoma. Oklahoma fans Call, are called mad. a swerve. A swerve in the yeah, industry. Yeah, a swerve. So... <clears throat> In comes our boy from Heartland College Sports, oh, which uh, somebody name. somebody said, somebody said this to me from our boy Pete Mundo, who appears to be some type of a potentially conservative radio show. Host Ooh, it's an independent in Big Twelve sports blog, according to the site. I'm okay, so so the headline reads. <laughs> Four-star cornerback Jeffrey Carter exemplifies everything wrong with recruiting. This is what I want Rob to weigh in on. So he tells the story. That trip never happened due to what Carter claimed was a flat tire. 
recruiting is a dirty game. We know that. Ethics are generally thrown out the window. I don't ever I don't expect it to ever be as clean as many of us hope it could be. Is this the biggest issue in recruiting? No. But until basic decency returns, nothing will change. And that begins with the adults in the room. Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Before you react, Rob, one more paragraph. I don't put much of the blame on Carter. Sure, he looks like a man, but let's not forget, he's a kid. This is on his father, the folks at Texas A&M, and others. Rather than giving us the nail excuse, which just so happened to be followed up by a commitment video hours later, why not just be honest? And if you still want to have a tease and keep the suspense, simply tweet, I've had a change of heart and won't be attending the barbecue. I'll have an announcement at 5 p.m. Thanks for the invite. He, he is right about that is a good that is the point that needs to be made. Uh, uh, forget it, forget about does that need know. to be a point that's made? I, I... No, 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 no. I, I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying like like if if he want uh, th- why come up with the nail in the tire excuse? You didn't need to come up with that. That looks that looks bad. Uh, forget about the high horse stuff. He could have just said he didn't even have to do anything. He didn't even have to say change of heart. He could have just rolled out the commitment video and had that been that. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I don't think this kid owes an explanation to HeartlandSports.com. I, I, I mean, <laughs> Heartland oh, College. Excuse me, Heartland College Sport. Heartland College Sports.com. I, it, it, does he ex- – I don't know, man. You know where I'm at on this. I don't. I feel like it, it, some version of this, this rant comes out of my mouth every week, so I'm going to try to not do it. But it, this guy's offended because a child lied about a nail in a, in a tire, and he's mad – he's got bad parents now because of that. And Texas A&M is bad as well because a kid made up an excuse. Is he the first kid that's ever made up an excuse to do something? Yeah. I, I don't know if he remembers what it was like to be a teenager, but no, uh, he obviously doesn't. If he does, he was a nerd. I, I don't, I don't understand where I guess the divide is where do these adults get off thinking that these kids owe them explanations for anything? Yeah. Okay. So he tweeted that there was a nail in the tire and that was a lie. Guess what? It should not matter to you. Get over it. Right. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. You're right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, if you're go- if we're gonna make an issue of it, but we don't have to. I well, mean, but we're so, not making so Heartland Yeah, we're not making the issue of it. We're not. So Lackford sent this to me and highlighted the point that said, "For the record, this has nothing to do with Carter picking A and M over Oklahoma." Yeah. So, which leads me to. <laughs> Which leads me to believe it has something to do with Carter picking A&M over Oklahoma. Uh, okay, okay hold on, so, hold on, hold on. so the last thing. Uh, uh, let's let the people decide. Does this have something to do with with him picking A&M over Oklahoma? Let, let me read you the, the front story on heartlandsports.com. Okay, I'm going to read you a headline from the front page. Podcast, <laughs> colon. How the SEC continues manipulating college football. <laughs> Plus expansion talk. Yeah, it's probably got nothing to do with him picking AM over you. <laughs> you. You're right. I hope nothing to do with that. I hope this doesn't get I hope this doesn't get cut because this is very funny. This is a very funny segment. So but I'm not before, I'm not uh, cutting anything tonight, by the way. <laughs> well, I know you're not cutting anything. Guess what? All of our editors are on vacation. So let's hope let's hope that uh, Bill Trochi lets this slide through. So uh, Oh, I found the column. I'm not gonna click it. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. No, I just want to finish. It's not, I've read, I've actually, it's not very long. So let me just finish it up for you, Rob. So, you know, it says nothing to do with him picking A&M over uh, Oklahoma. 
Uh, I hope he's happy with his decision to attend Texas A&M, has a great career, and reaches his NFL dreams. But somewhere along the lines, with the recruiting landscape more competitive and insane than ever before, in many parts, thanks to social media, someone needs to step up and be the adult in the room. Putting that on a 17-year-old kid isn't fair. So who's up for it? Any takers? Bueller? <laughs> oh, God. All right, hold on. Let me, hey, let wait, me, wait. I, I just, he wrote, he wrote Bueller? Yes, he wrote. I just searched SEC in the search handle. Let me read you the first couple headlines that come up. Podcast, colon, biased and awful SEC recruiting tactics. (laughs) Dana Holgerson takes dig at SEC, but should and could have gone one step further. Podcast, colon, how the SEC continues manipulating. I already read that one. Lincoln Riley pulls page from Bob Stoops' book, Knocking Georgia and the SEC. Yeah, you're right. It's got nothing to do with that kid picking A&M, I'm sure. Just a coincidence. (laughs) So, so. Uh, our boy, our boy uh, Jeffrey Carter actually retweeted the column uh, from and said, uh, "I feel like a superstar now." <laughs> so he uh, he uh, he was he was happy. And then, of course, there was it, it went. But by the way, Rob, you would love Jeffrey Carter. He's right up your alley, and that's all. Are I'll say saying that about in, him? Are we saying that in a yes, you know, a sarcastic sense or a real one? He's like the uh, he's like an Elias type, you know. Oh yeah, maybe. I like to walk. With All right. Uh, yeah, you would. You would. I think you would like him, Rob. Uh, guess what, Leon, Leon O'Neill off Twitter. Which boy, I, I I can't say that happened soon enough. Uh, if if gonna- Leon if Leon O'Neill talks, but there's no tweet there to. Uh, say what he what he said. Did he speak at all? That's the riddle. Well, you were so I angry if, the show, Craig. Why didn't you show up and say you got a nail on your tire? Yeah. <laughs> you You're just not coming along. I got a I got a nail on my tire. I got a nail in my shoe. Guess what? I feel like I got a nail in my tire with with this uh, plantar fasciitis I got going on. If we have any podiatrists listening to the show, slide in my DMs because I'm hurting over here. Um, so anyway, that's that's story number one. I'm glad, Rob, you didn't read that column. And big shout for him for getting the Bueller reference. I mean, the guy the guy who wrote the column looks like he, he wasn't even alive when that movie came out. So what, what do you think? What year did Ferris Bueller's Day, Day Off come out? Before I was born. I know that much. Or at least around the uh, time I was being have born. You seen it, it come out? I would guess it came out in 82. Were you conceived during your parents watching uh, Ferris Bueller? 1986. Oh, wow. Uh, we were, hey, you're the Mets won the World Series. Were you alive? Nick, you were alive? I was alive. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> but that means you have to be 32, at least 32 to have been alive when it came out. And I don't know if that guy uh, fits the bill or not. But anyway. Long story short, Jeffrey Carter, underreported too. I feel like not enough people talked about it. Yeah, um, I didn't see it. So next next story. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this one. Uh, this I saw on a couple different sites. I think I got, you know, trusty old football scoop can always come through with us for some links. Headline, a recruit says PJ Fleck texted him every 30 minutes before he committed. Yeah, you guys know where I stand on PJ Fleck. Okay, so – well, no, no. I read that as I read that as uh, I read that as he committed to Minnesota, right? Well, no, he didn't. He committed somewhere else. He committed to uh, Iowa State. Yeah. Right? Here's here's the thing: if PJ Fleck is going to 
you know, is going to tweet some or text somebody in cadence. It's got to be in sequence with rowing a boat, right? It's so, that is such a corny shtick. Commit, <laughs> commit, <laughs> commit. So, so this, this part of the story was from the Harold Wig. What a name in Quincy, Illinois. What a name for a paper, huh? Um, so the, that was aggregated by football scoop. I mean, it's two thirds down the, the story, right? Yeah. Uh, Brock recounted high-pressure recruiting he received from Minnesota coach P.J. Fleck. When Coach Little says people were calling every hour, it was Minnesota calling, he said. They would text every 30 minutes. It was a lot to take in. You don't want to be rude about it. You try to be as nice as possible. They were the hardest school to say no to. Um, Before I took my visit, I heard they would put you in an office and lock the doors and put an hourglass upside down and say, you have this much time to commit. It's like, what is this, a Good Saw movie? The-, the new Saw sequel sucks. <laughs> no, that's like, that's like, uh, that, that's like uh, and on Dateline when I watch, we're trying to force a commitment here in the interrogation room, right? right. Next up is waterboarding. <laughs> Good thing they never did that to me. Talking to Coach Fleck in his office with my parents, it was really tempting to commit because of the approach he takes. He's a really good guy, don't get me wrong, but he knows how to make somebody intimidate. Talking to Coach Fleck in his office, it was really hard not to commit because he was holding a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was this is a really interesting article because I mean, it's really long and the he, the kid goes in and says Brock said some schools he encountered were arrogant in their approach. There's a lot of schools that offer you not continued communication, and yet they still want you to go there. They expect you to pick their school based on history. He's like, I mean, it's all types of shots fired. So, uh, did, first of all, do we really believe? Do we really believe that they texted him every thirty minutes? I feel like a that's Ill- that couldn't be legal, right? Isn't it? Yes, I believe. Yeah, isn't yes. it unlimited texting now? Isn't wasn't that one of the new bylaws? Unlimited, it means unlimited, man. This is Golden Corral territory. Yeah, boy, it's like the chocolate fountain, huh? Yeah. Uh, Golden Corral. Um, so, uh, number two, I don't think anybody puts an, <laughs> puts an hourglass upside down. That's <laughs> 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 like the Wicked Witch of the West, remember? It's a nice recruitment you got uh, there. It'd be yeah. a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, hey. Be a shame if you rolled your ankle on your way out of my office. Maybe uh, if you were committed here, though, we could protect you. Uh, so anyway, I thought that was really funny. I think this seems like a pretty big. I feel like this is. I mean, because he he claims a, an offer from Notre Dame as well. Uh, he had fourteen offers. I mean, it, it's an interesting story, but and it makes for a good headline. But the kid didn't even say that coach that flight. He just said Minnesota. So. Uh, well, you know, I, you know the thing that then the thing that I always th- wonder about is like when, you know when you see recruits tweet like they get like a hundred pieces of mail from one school in one day. It's like you know, I, I, where, where do you draw the line between like what is effective and what is overkill? You what, right? You're into the right environmentalist kid, and you really shot yourself in the foot. Well, I know I know Lackford sent Nick like he sent like eight texts to a group thread with us, and Nick was ready to kill him. So I don't know if, uh, to, to kind of cut through the jokes. Though, which it, it does kind of suck that because of the NCAA by- bylaws, you never get to hear the coach's side of the story. Because I mean, we know that kids are annoying too. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened between PJ Fleck and this kid, but we only get one side of the story, you know. So who knows, you know, what what the other side holds. Well, I uh, 
The kid said the rival's 250. He's going to Iowa State. I didn't realize he was ranked that high. How do you get uh, them stars? One, yeah, how did he get them stars? He is number 194, I believe. Iowa State needs Iowa State needs some you know some highly ranked four star after the season they had last year and we're still coming away with so many three stars in their recruiting class don't you think they I mean don't you think they're due think, for a few more four stars something here when Paul Rhodes was there he had a good year and all of a sudden remember when Paul Rhodes was the next up and coming big thing and every he wasn't getting any respect and he was going to be awesome and then they had to fire him three years later so I'm a little bit skittish when it comes to Iowa State and their superstar young coaches until they do it for a couple of years. We had the exact conversation we're having about Campbell about Paul Rhodes years ago. It's mirrored each other. And then Rhodes couldn't maintain it and he got fired. Uh, I, well, Nick and I don't remember that because we don't watch the Big 12 uh, 10 years ago whenever Paul yeah. Rhodes was the coach. I'll tell you what. Don't tell the people, Nick and don't I tell the people at college sports, Heartland College Sports or whatever. <laughs> What were we doing, Nick? What were we doing when Paul Rhodes was the coach? What year was that, Rob? Um, I, I'll tell you exactly what I was doing. I was covering the Pippins Triathlon in Naples, Florida for the third year in a row, watching the same three people win again. He <laughs> was the head coach at Iowa State writing the same from story. 2009 to 2015. Yes. Yeah, so, so during his during his salad days, Nick and I were definitely writing about marathons. Nick, do you remember, uh, Rob, I don't know if you even know this story. You might. So I used to hate covering the, the half marathon and the marathon. I think the, the newspaper we worked at sponsored the half marathon, right, Nick? Yes. So rather wait, than- Well, you're, you're not, you're not, you remember this, to, oh, you, whenever you talk about, wait, 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 wait. Remember, whenever Woody talks about the Naples half, Naples Daily News half marathon, he has to remind everybody that he, he ran the it? best picture that he's ever taken. Uh-huh. He ran it, yep, crossed the finish line with two chafed nipples bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that picture. You're bleeding yeah. through the shirt. Okay. Spoiler alert. All the way around, a step of my story. The point was I ran in the half marathon because I didn't want to cover it. Yeah, we've heard I it a tra- hundred times. <laughs> Like, nobody's heard it on the podcast. Meanwhile, he became the story with his bleeding <laughs> nipples. The only person. <laughs> All right, listen. I talked. <laughs> you, you know that Simpsons character, Bleeding Gums Murphy? You're Bleeding Nipples Womack. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is muted because I think he's laughing. <laughs> Sorry, I was muted. They keep muting him. So. I had, there were some sirens. Uh, I think there's a shooting. Guess what? I, my nipples were bleeding, but did I finish the race? You better believe it. Uh, and now I have plantar fasciitis to show for it. Ten years. You better believe it. Yeah, uh, we'll put po- we'll post that. Ask, if anyone wants to see the picture of me with my nipples bleeding, I believe I was thrown at the West Coast. Also, oh, I please put it on the, the the please put it on the show Twitter account. We need to get more <laughs> followers on the show Twitter account, by the way. Well, I, I get too lazy to update the account. And every, yeah, you some, can find us at Commitment sometime, Issues, so, I believe. No, at Rivals Podcast. No. <laughs> That's part of the problem. <laughs> I know the Twitter feed. So uh, anyway, PJ Fleck, uh, get a hold of yourself. Um, all right, moving on. This one is another good one. Boy, we've had, I'm telling you, I told you it was a good week for uh, for, for stories. So at another ridiculous point, our boy, Dennis Dodd. Would you say, Rob, the best dressed man in terms of college football national reporters in the country? I would say yes. <laughs> uh, Staples. No, no. You guys do not even know. 
There, I should find the guy's name. I wish I remembered it from Big 12 Media Days. There are two people that show, and I think I showed you the picture last year, Woody. Maybe you too, Rob. There's one guy that shows up from the Reddit. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, got, like a, he's got like a 70s shirt. I've seen that shtick. He, he, looks, he looks like he came straight out, straight off of tour with Boston. I see. I saw it. Where I he was the lead ECC last year. Full-on brass rings on every other finger, handlebar mustache, a la Adam Fisher, except way better, long flowing hair, except he went salt and pepper this year. I'm telling you, you want to talk about a man who lives... Oh, well, but you know what? You want to talk about somebody living the gimmick. That guy (laughs) does it like no other. I don't hate him because he asked me to actually come do an AMA on the on the uh, Reddit college football page, at which point I said no, because I just want a bunch of people asking me why I was qualified to rank players. Um, plus we have our own message boards. If you want to ask me questions, uh, I'm talking about an actual good dresser. I don't, I'm out on staples. Uh, I, I mean, staples definitely dresses differently, but I'm talking about suave debonair. I go with Dennis. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's, 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 it's I saw Staples at Big 12 sometimes. Media Days. He was dressed normal. Yeah, but Staples pulls yeah. off. I think Staples always looks pretty good. Well, okay. Well, never mind. Anyway, I don't want to get into a whole thing about the clothes. The bottom line is Bryce Love, uh, former uh, former team player of Team Renegade, perhaps the best team ever assembled at the five-star challenge. Nick, what you say? Uh, every year is the best team that we've ever assembled. I know it wasn't part right, of the worst so, team ever assembled. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, you know, Bryce Love, presumptive Heisman uh, candidate, at least finalist headed into the year, decides not to go to Pac-12 Media Day because he had class. He's trying to graduate early so he can uh, finish up his classes in December and then go straight into the draft. Well, he didn't show up. At which point, uh, Dennis Dodd uh, was not happy about it. <laughs> uh, I think I think he did do like a video conference or something. Now, keep in mind, uh, the media day is in Hollywood. He's in uh, Palo Alto, which is in Northern California. Not a, not a long plane ride, especially if you get with a private jet like we see a lot of these SEC players. But uh, here's what Dodd had to say. Did you see this already, Nick? Or yeah, Rob? I mean, Okay, there was a hole in the college football universe when the Pac-12's best player, and perhaps nation's best as well, was a no-show at media day. Put it this way, try to envision Tim Tebow at his heyday skipping SEC media days of because, well, school. Right or wrong, that wouldn't have happened. The need to better himself, the conference, and if school would have outstripped another summer school lecture. That's essentially first what... Of all, t- first of all, that's, that's wrong. Tim Tebow... That that is not that is not true. Tim Tebow would have not skipped media like not not skipped media days because of school. School would have came first with Tim Tebow. Church would have came. No, I second. think it's the other way around. I think it's you know it's God school football. But you know what, what we're really overlooking here is that our boy Dennis Dodd is really just a, you know it's the Cardell Jones you ain't here to play school. <laughs> I mean it's the same thing. Well, right? It's the yeah. same concept. He he says. Uh... Let's say Stanford forfeited a bit of leverage to protest if Love doesn't win the Heisman. <laughs> Does this guy write for Heartland Preps? No, he writes for CBS Sports. You don't know uh, Dennis. So at which point, you know, uh, Dodd probably, you know, 
he clapped back a little bit with some of his other things, saying what he's going to win the Heisman by rushing for 2,000 yards and leading them to a 10-win season, not necessarily by showing up in person to a media day. But does it, as you guys said on the episode uh, where you slandered my basketball abilities, the media days media days don't matter at all to any. <laughs> do you, do you, what really you think- What you mean, you guys? You it was one. Guy. I didn't slander him. I said he was a good I mean, basketball player. I said he'd shoot it. There were. I don't. Know, I would go back and listen to it if uh, you. There was a lot of slander, especially from Lackford, who refuses to ever even show up to play. But went to his went to have dinner at his mom's house instead of play basketball. Uh, Lackford doesn't want to bang with with these bros. Yeah, I don't think that he's got the. He doesn't have the right. He doesn't have the right bone makeup to kind of hang in there. I don't think. I like Lackford, but. Right. Soft mandibles. Playing, yeah, if we're playing stickball in the alley, maybe Lackford is in, but uh, we're, we're playing the old round ball. So anyway, uh, they, first of all, this doesn't matter at all, right? I mean, who cares? Yeah, no. If Bryce Love didn't show up. But I to mean, be fair, I've pretended to it care happened, about it way happens, dumber it stories on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it happens. It happens almost. Doesn't it happen every year at media days? Like everybody announces this player or that'll show up, and then there's some no yeah, show for whatever reason. That's not like an honor. Un- One year, Bill Snyder didn't show, and they did a he did a video conference, and the Big Twelve coaches were so mad. But but nobody but to, but to suggest that that hurts his Heisman chances is ridiculous. Nobody's going to remember in game ten of the football season that he didn't show up for no, media days. All. What hurts his Heisman chances is that he plays at midnight. Yeah, that is, yeah. Seriously, that hurts my sleep chances too. Because you guys know I love to watch the Pac-12, and yeah, me too. it's to the point now. That bar where, where I was watching the Pac-12 know, with the Irish guy closed, so I have to find a new bar to go to because I don't get the Pac-12 network. So I usually just walk up to this Irish bar where there was a guy from Ireland that didn't know anything about football, but he would just gamble on it while I was in there. He moved back to Ireland, and the bar closed. So now I'm, I'm without a Pac-12 home. Well, I will be watching it here with. Uh, I'm getting, boy, I'm about to get three or four TVs mounted in my office. Watch out. It's going to be great. I would highly recommend you coming up here and spending a Saturday with me. No, you're going to die at 55 from radiation poisoning from all the monitors and screens that you have constantly in your house. 55 would be a good run for me. If I made it 20 more years, I'd say, uh, especially considering I'm currently disabled with this uh, foot issue yeah i would say that would be a good uh that'd be a good run so let's do rapid fire real quick because we didn't do a show last week jim harbaugh wore a hat to media day (laughs) (laughs) which was slid under the radar as a national story but we know here on this podcast no way right i mean i can't believe we were told that can slide we were told reporters better take off their hats and luckily, Josh was on the scene. Josh Hemholt, our friend and coworker, was on the scene and and snapped a picture to prove it. So, uh, boy, what did what did you think of that, Rob? What about was that disrespect for reporters, or should reporters have all worn hats because he was wearing a hat? I, you know, I don't know. You have to check with our friend that tweeted the that was so appalled that reporters were wearing hats while they were approaching coaches. I think he's the he's oh, the grand wait. supreme hat, hat rule ruler. So he'll have to he'll have to weigh in here. Real, real quick, uh, real quick aside. Uh, Brandon Brown texted me today uh, after listening to last week's podcast and totally approved of us uh, calling <laughs> calling him out and talking about the situation about the box fans. I love well, Brandon a lot. I love him a little bit less. Uh, I still enjoy him, but now knowing that he needs a fan security blanket is <laughs> okay. So, so listen to this. 
So <laughs> this is great. We got this is a we have a outside the line storylines update as just with Coach Brown got a great laugh, but he did text me saying he now agrees with you on the depreciation is trying to renege on his uh, on his uh, Venmo payment because it was a used fan. That's right. Send him back two dollars and seventy four cents. So so at, we we had we had somebody tell these sports writers at SEC Media Days to take their hats off indoors when asking questions to these head coaches. Head coaches. That's what started this, right? Uh, then we had a you know man who, who's right. <laughs> uh, so uh, five days later, hoping I don't see any reporters wearing baseball hats indoors at Big Ten Media Day. He tweeted that on July 23rd, at which point, at, at which point Harbaugh showed up that very day with a hat on. <laughs> Indoors. Do you think, do you think Harbaugh was trolling him? I hope so. I, it, it, God, you know, it would score a lot of points with me. Maybe. Did he, did anybody respond to him and say, hey, dork, okay. uh, football coaches aren't <laughs> okay, the queen of so, England? <laughs> so somebody responded. Or backwards baseball caps anywhere if you're older than 30. Oh, Let's shots fired at me, Rob. Man. No doubt about it. Yeah, these are these like middle of the country bumpkins, though, right? That, you know, they've got to move to the suburbs. And, you know, once you once you turn 28, it's over. Okay, so the Rich A responded and said, why are you so obsessed with hats inside? It's 2018. At which point, uh, the main person who tweeted said, because grown-ups don't wear baseball hats to work indoors. Just an epic. All of that happened. All of that happened. Uh, you know, that, that that tweet came down at 1243. What time do we <laughs> – I got to see what time what time Harbaugh took the stage. The next time I see him, I'm going to uh, apologize to him for wearing a hat. The last time I saw him, I made a joke about something. He turned bright white and started apologizing to me profusely. So I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know if he gets okay, the humor. So, so he tweeted that around twelve thirty, and at two thirty three, Josh was on it. Now here's a conundrum: a head coach wearing a hat at media day indoors. Uh, at which point, you and I both retweeted it, and then we got some text messages from uh, other people around the recruiting world, didn't we, Rob? We should tie Jim Harbaugh to a stake and set him on fire. I can't believe it. <laughs> he should be fired for sure. Uh, before the season started, we should instantly take his job away. So that was a that was one storylines update. Uh, yeah, Stanford, boring. Uh, we that we missed the boat on that one. Pat Fitzgerald says get rid of signing day and let kids sign whenever. Yes. Now. That'll never work. That would be the dumbest. Do you know? How much, do you know? Do you know how much of a headache that would be if that happened? Not for Rob? me. You're locked in. Then your your plate is not with me. Your problem is with the legal system. You can try to get out of a contract, a binding contract. But guess what? I I don't care. Once you sign, I'm done. It's over. You, you and I are no longer. You and I no longer have a relationship. You realized it would be due to circumstance, due to getting an fl- unexpected flat tire. I need to get out of my uh, letter of intent. Yeah. I mean, that would never work. I mean, all these coaches leaving jobs, no way, forget about it. Now, it would make our lives easier. It would also make the recruiting business probably way less bo- way less exciting, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I think it would just be nice for – you wouldn't have these, like, uh, these commitments that aren't a real currency. You know, I'm committed to Michigan, but here's my top eight. I, it would completely ruin that, right? Because – I did – I did see a five star the other day who's been committed for at least a year, say top ten coming soon. 
And I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and the thing is, it's, it's not their fault. It's our fault for covering it. If we could all just have like a recruiting summit and I've suggested this before and meet somewhere, uh, you'd have to be in the same room with some of the people that dislike you most and just decide there are certain things we're not going to cover. Uh, if we could just swear off covering these top eights and like whatever, then nobody would feel pressured to do it. Well, I got news for you. Uh, th- those people would not like you after you pitch these ideas to them because the, they're football hawks and it would not go over well. So, uh, Lackford, speaking of it, I sent you a story today, Rob. What was the headline? Um, let me find it. It said, <laughs> recruit, recruit, and tags a recruit, has no plans to trim his offer list. <laughs> yeah. And Lackford said, how is this news? At which point I sent it to you with the comment breaking. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, Okay. All right. Last thing. Committed players. Don't commit it. I forgot about this one. This is from Saturday Down South, uh, which uh, we don't have an author's thing. This is all types. Of, I hate these aggregations of aggregations of Twitter because it's like you're trying to give somebody credit here. Uh, but anyway, Jimbo Fisher didn't exactly leave Florida State on a high note. And he goes, uh, you know, so how long will it, you know, it goes on. How long will it take the Seminoles to get back to that level? According to Georgia commit Tresman Marshall, Willie Taggart's program is still a ways off. Here's what Marshall told uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution about his unofficial visit to FSU. You can just tell by going up there to talk to the players. They aren't focused on winning a championship just yet. They want to play football. Everyone wants to play football. You can say that about everybody, (laughs) but I'm focused on going to a place with a bunch of players who are focused on winning a championship. Uh, and this was, this, was a, this was one of the things he said that was really interesting. I don't like the coaching staff there, but I love the head coach. That's the best co- head coach I've been talking to and have met. That's what I've seen so far. I've heard this about Florida then, State is that they've got a little, they've got a little Minnesota in them. Uh, when we're at the five-star, there are people telling me, people that like Florida State that just say they call a lot. Yeah. I, I mean – Guess what? They're aggressive. Oh, and he tweeted later, if you know me, <laughs> if you know me, you know how I'm coming. I'll never bash any coaches. Just was a miscommunication. At Coach Woody, who is uh, Raymond Woody Linebacker's coaching, you know how we rock in 100 emoji. So I feel like this kid didn't even know what he was saying. Is that is that what you guys feel? I don't, I really don't feel like he was trying to rip yeah, there, and you, you and I know there are certain instances in, <laughs> that kids just say things and don't realize what they've said. Like, for example, the kid that was committed to LSU that told me that he didn't like anything about LSU. I don't believe he actually meant that. I think he just panicked and said a thing. So I never wrote it. Right. Would you write this if somebody said they want to play football? Everyone wants to play football. You could say that about everybody. I would have never put that. That wouldn't well, have made No, it because through. it's not a real sentence. It doesn't make any right, sense. Right. Because here's the th- well, here's the thing that people don't understand, and we, we saw this at ING Media Day. You have 10 reporters there all asking the kids generally the same questions, and that sometimes they just talk and they're looking around the room and they're not even really paying attention to what the question is. They'll hit you with the sir here and there. Make sure to throw in an if-like mean, family. Right, exactly. So sometimes they're locked in and sometimes they're just talking. I think this is a case where he was just talking and he was just kind of saying that, that he thinks Georgia's, you know, closer to winning a championship, which guess what? They were one, literally one play away from winning the championship. So I would say they're probably closer than Florida state at this point. So, uh, I think, 
yeah, like I said, I would have killed. I would have killed this. I wouldn't have even written it. I'm with you on that one. Uh, I don't like the coaching staff there, but I love the head coach. I mean, that's a weird. He he clearly was just talking. I think we have to sometimes remember that we are talking to. Uh, we're talking. There are some. There are some. There are some reporters, Woody, <laughs> who like to stir the pot, and that is a controversial quote. You don't ever get a kid calling out the rest of a coaching staff, and there you have it. That's you, that's where you make your hay. Right. Well, guess what? That's undisclosed. We were told. By the way, I did an interview today, Rob, who broke the world record for sirs in the amount of an interview. <laughs> I, I I almost smashed my phone to pieces. I was getting so mad. Sir with a question mark. I was like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say, you know, oh, what do, what is it that you like about that school, sir? <laughs> <laughs> you gave me the school hey, <laughs> stop snacking listen to me when i'm asking you a question you told me the schools you want to talk about and then i asked you about that school you act like you don't know what i'm talking about so i was getting so frustrated i mean i was getting legitimately i was getting legitimately angry to i pulled almost like you did rob at the mic camp where you <laughs> screamed into the microphone <laughs> That was me. I was like, "What do you like about him?" You know, ah. to this day, my greatest my greatest achievement is not laughing in that kid's face when I was like, "What do you like about LSU?" Nothing. But you're committed to LSU. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> to be fair, he's not committed to LSU anymore, so maybe he was telling the truth. Uh, what do you like about LSU? Nothing. But you're committed to LSU. <laughs> okay. Imagine if you, but imagine if you would have written that with the headline, LSU commit says he likes nothing about LSU. <laughs> no, I mean, I can tell, I can tell you how many views that would have gotten on our LSU. Yeah, well, I would never. Yeah, well, it. it would have got, it would have gotten aggregated. That's but for the thing sure. is, maybe he, he was, meant it because he did decommit eventually, didn't he? Maybe he was right. Yeah, he decommitted about three weeks later. So uh, yeah, it was pretty close. But uh, all right, moving on. Uh, time for Tweet of the Week, and this one is actually a couple of weeks old uh, from a friend of the show, uh, Vic Evans, Yeah, <laughs> who uh, Rob deals with down in South Florida, very uh, influential guy, tweets, <laughs> tweets, just bought a $3 charger from the gas station, blank changed my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> I have had those, because so, I have had those chargers ruin my phones. So he bought a charger at the gas station and he says it changed his phone number, which somebody responded and said, had to read it three times to make sure I read it right. And which he responded with a laughing emoji and someone just said, damn. And then that was that. So did you ever, did you ask him about this? It was just a pithy clever joke because they do screw your phone up. I didn't actually think it actually changed his phone number. He was texting me today. I'll ask him the next time I see him. Okay, so that that made me laugh, but those things are sketchy. Uh, tweet number two, which I saved. I, I don't know if I read this or not, but this is more of a. Uh, this got retweeted on my timeline by one of the recruits from Migs Tyb. Uh, oh, Rush Rush Beta. He's got on his headline here, Rob. What was the fraternity you were in? Delta Tau Delta. So this is. Uh, Beta theta, beta theta pi. pi, which would be pronounced Vita Vita P. 
<laughs> your actual Greek, it, Greek alphabet and the Greek alphabet of the beer bong set are two different languages, my friend. Does it sound, uh, you know, P, P sounds way worse than pi, doesn't it? Uh, if you, for, your, for, your, for your fraternity name. But uh, anyway, he says, if y'all were talking and someone decided they wanted a break and they end up talking to someone else shortly after, does that mean they were talking to them while you two were talking? And mm, you just stumbled, upon the, way, no, you just stumbled upon the way that half of divorces happen when you get, when you get older. <laughs> Congratulations. Retweet for, retweet for yes, favorite for no. So basically he's saying you're dating someone. They want to take a break. Then when they take a break, this is a Ross and Rachel situation. They end up talking to someone else shortly thereafter. Does that mean that they were already that they were cheating on you? Yeah, it's a real why did why did Uncle Dave marry his secretary three days after he divorced Aunt Cindy kind of situation? Right. So so you say retweet or yes? Yeah, hundred percent. Wait, hold on a second. I have a tweet of the week. Yeah, you just hold on a second. (laughs) Did you? So wait, uh, Nick, what was your call? Were they talking while while you were talking? No, well, my well, first of all, my early rant and recommendation. I was going to try and hold this for five more minutes. I can't do it. (laughs) Let me let me tell you something. the 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 favorite for like the retweet for no is a is a failed way of getting an answer about things because if you want to reach the full scope of your audience to respond to that question, it has to be via retweet. You're just going to assume everybody in the world follows you. That might favorite that if that's the answer, option that they, they want to answer their question. They want to spread brand awareness. It's like those things where you get brands that tweet, quote, tweet this with your favorite unpopular sports opinion. It's, it's, you know, it's. Crap. Well, it, it, only, it only got 19 retweets and nine likes. And one of the likes was by me just to like it, not because I thought that they weren't talking. <laughs> right. But exactly. But, but by, but by that, by that, even by that math and that sample size, twice as many people retweeted it versus like, and that has that, I can't accept that that was because they actually felt that way. They might've just liked the tweet. I think you're going to have to, that's what the they wanted people to see. That's what the Twitter polls are for. That's why they, that's why they implemented it. All right. What's, what's your tweet of the week, Nick? My re, my tweet of the week is Blake Smith underscore who is just a quarterback at, at South Lake Carroll High School, took a unofficial visit to uh, Oklahoma State and said, had a great experience down in Stillwater, go Pokes, and then posted a couple pictures of a camp that he was at, but one of them is on the field at Oklahoma State <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the LED board and the one end zone uh, that's attached to the field house. Um, and, the, <laughs> and it's just him on the field with the with the field house behind him and the scoreboard and the scoreboard is clearly doing like a color test where it's like blue green red white blue green red <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> boy <laughs> not like welcome to campus Blake Smith or anything like that or go pokes or anything like that it's just <laughs> But mom, it, you took the picture then? Does it, does it say blue green or does it just have the colors? No, no, it's the colors. It's like uh, when you're, you know, yeah, signal test. signal yeah. test or whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought maybe it actually said the colors as well, but uh check that out on his on his feed uh if you want if you want to see that. That's why we gotta get this Facebook group off the ground because we got lots we got my bleeding nipple uh picture we got that we got all types yeah, of visual the, maybe that'll give me a reason to get back on facebook if you guys set up the group and there's a community 
I like communities. I definitely have the group set up. There's only I one person. I think the people that listen to this long. podcast are probably a little bit more. Nah, I'd, I'd like interacting with them more than I do some, some of the people that I interact with on Twitter on a daily basis. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Th- th- there's only one person. Uh, I believe his name is Ryan who listens to the show faithfully. He would definitely be in there with us. He supplies me with a question almost every Twitter Tuesday. So, uh, so he would definitely get down. And guess what? According to our iTunes analytics, boy, I forgot to tell you guys I accessed those lately. Uh, big time ratings, terrific ratings. Uh, All right, you want to get in that? You so, want to save the 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 Instagram, the people that have made the most Instagram money for next week because we're running a little bit long. Oh well, well uh, no, let's do it. It's time for a game show. We got time. Forget it. People loved the long show last week. People listened to eighty three percent of that hour and twenty minute show. So, so Kylie uh, Jenner is making a million dollars per sponsored Instagram post, which means if she poses with like a rose water and says, "I use this rose water," you should use it. At, you know, genericrosewater.com. She gets a million dollars, which is insanity. So I have here the top 10 highest paid celebrities uh, for Instagram posts per post. Uh, you know, will know all these names. These are all famous people. They're not just like random Insta models. I wanted to see how many you could get. Okay. Yeah, we'll take turns. Nick, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, Kylie She's Jenner. number one. <laughs> I gave you that away. What are you okay, drinking well- tonight? We already knew knew that one because that was the whole point of the game, Nick. Okay, number two is Kim Kardashian. She is number four, but she's on here. Okay. Nick? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Way too old. No, not did not make this. No, no. Gwyneth is a good one because she does that... uh, She does that like mom's website. She sells a lot of stuff. She's not on the top Facebook. Uh, Justin Bieber. Yes, number seven. Okay, that's he gets six hundred fifty thousand dollars per post. Fifty cent is not on here. <laughs> uh, Kendall Jenner. Yes, number ten, five hundred thousand per post. Woody, you're killing it. Uh, come back to pass. <laughs> okay. Uh, Courtney Kardashian. No. Nope, nope, nope. I'll give you a hint here. Okay, give we've got a- we've got some 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 pop stars, we've got some actors, and we've got some soccer players. You guys aren't thinking international enough. Uh, Ooh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is number three, seven hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, Messi then. He's number nine at five hundred thousand. Do we have any more soccer players? One more soccer player. The Rock. The Rock is on here. The Rock is number six. You guys are killing okay, it. Okay, so the other soccer player would be Neymar. Yep, he's right? number eight at six hundred thousand. Okay, so who do we have? What number? So, do we have Selena one? Gomez. Yes, number two at eight hundred thousand. So we're we're only missing. You guys are missing one person. You guys are missing number six. Is, is Paris is Paris Hilton still not on the list? No, and I'm a little disappointed that you haven't gotten this one yet, Krug. Number six. Oh, John Cena. John Cena. No. Bam, 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 bam. Incorrect. <laughs> Nick, muted, <laughs> Nick muted himself. <laughs> I'm just picturing him with a martini glass. <laughs> just like fumbling it. He probably spilt it on his Nick keyboard. Muted. That's it. <laughs> he muted Still doesn't know his <laughs> It's playoff time. Uh, okay, so, okay, what is Number six is us? The Rock. You said The Rock. I said The Rock. <laughs> yeah, then we got them all. <laughs> 
Yeah, we got them all. So you know, it twice in order. In order, it's Jenner, <laughs> Kylie Jenner, Selena Gomez, Cristiano Ronaldo, Kim Kardashian West. Be- oh, it was Beyonce. You guys didn't get. Sorry, she's oh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh. and then The Rock, then Bieber, then Neymar, Messi, and Kendall Jenner. Yeah, we missed Beyonce. Uh, did you, Rob, would you ever see that clip of Brett Musburger where he goes, the American Music Awards on on Sunday featuring Beyonce? <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Kirk Herbstreet just loses it. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah, hold on. You know what? Maybe I can pull it up right now <laughs> because my speakers will pick it up. Uh, Brett Musburger. Brent. Brett Musburger. Um. Beyond. <laughs> oh, here you go. I got it. I got. It. Oh, it's a minute and thirty-seven seconds. Come on. Uh... <laughs> Can you guys hear it? Oh, come on. Well, how about this, Harvey? An American Music Awards lineup bigger than this, all right? Jimmy Kimmel is going to be hosting it tomorrow. Is it 7? 6 Central. Beyonce. Danny <laughs> <Lenny> West. <laughs> Coldplay. <laughs> Alicia. Huh? How's that? All those names on there, the one name you have to know from me is Beyonce. <laughs> Um, yeah. Because he just doesn't even. <laughs> Could, just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Beyonce. <laughs> well, the game. In fairness to him, I'm looking at the game. It was Oklahoma. Texas Tech was number two. You might remember this. Uh, HeartlandSports.com. Or <laughs> the HeartlandSports.com correspondent Rob Cassidy. Texas Tech was number two. Oklahoma was number five. Oklahoma is winning 58 to 14 at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was Mike Leach's last year, right? Was that like the Crabtree year? So, sounds like any other game between yeah, Oklahoma so. and Texas Tech. But, I mean, that was that was two thousand eight. It's that's Leach at at peak Leach, where he was just throwing fifty seven points on people and just smoking people. Yeah, uh, so well, pretty good uh, team. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they had that that game where Crabtree caught that touchdown at the end was pretty awesome, though, wasn't it? He was great, man. I, you know, remember he made the catch. He like tiptoes down the sidelines and then goes. He's still in the NFL, still kicking, still kicking around. Ten years later, he, yeah, he had a great year last year. He they sold those shirts that I actually thought were pretty cool in Lubbock for a while. That just had a crab and then like an oak tree next to it. And you know, granted, in retrospect, it's terrible because they're just profiting off of this guy's name without him getting a dime uh, because half the campus was wearing them. But I, I thought they were kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, season, Texas Tech went eleven and two and lost in the Cotton Bowl to somebody. To who? Stanford, Washington. Uh, they got beat forty-seven oh. to thirty-four by the old Mississippi Rebels. Wow, what a game! Remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> Somehow, I have I forget I've completely forgotten all college football that has been played in the past. Uh, until this season, I'm I'm ready for the new season to start. I'm so tired of uh, talking. about I mean, about they were just Beyonce crushing right people. Fifty six points against Oklahoma State, sixty three points against Kansas, forty three against the <clears throat> All right, enough about that magical year in 08. Where, uh, <laughs> we're here having a yeah. Welcome to the the podcast about <laughs> 2008 Texas Tech. <laughs> The Cotton Bowl. Rants and recommendations. Real quick, you heard Nick's complain about retweet favorite. Uh, 
guess what? I've got a big problem. I'm guys. shocked. Uh, you know, I don't leave the house very often. I don't go to many live events. Nick, I know you go to a lot of live shows. Uh, Rob, I know you were at the wrestling the other night. Yeah, when was the last time you went and saw a comedian, Rob? Uh, not, I, I see a lot of improv cause my cousin does it. So whenever I'm home, he makes me go to improv, but I don't, I haven't seen like a stand up. <laughs> Boy, you want to talk about something that I never would want to do. Uh, this is your cousin that I went to college with, right? Oh boy, was he in the was he in the thing at UCF? What were they no, called? The see, late this night is a late players? life thing. Like he just he does it on the side. He, he actually tried out to be the host of HQ Sports and got down to the last two, uh, and then didn't get it. Yeah, then he got more like DQ Sports for him. <laughs> anyway, so my point is, and I was at the Men and Blazers live show last night. And I actually had put this on here before that even happened. I'm so sick of you go to a show, you go to a, you go to a concert, you go to a, you go to a comedy show. And there's like probably five people spread throughout the venue who feel like they're part of the show, you know? And it's one thing at a concert where it's like, we love you, whatever, you know? And they want them to say like, Oh, love you too. Or acknowledge them, you know? But at some point, it gets out of hand. And at last night, I mean, there was this guy. And guess what? If he didn't get there early enough to get down on the floor seats. It was at the Tabernacle in Atlanta, which is kind of like a – I don't know if you guys have ever been to the House of Blues in any one of these cities where you've got the floors kind of open and then you've the got house. balconies yeah, where you can – I know what you get. Yes, yeah, same sort of thing. So he was up with us in the in the yellow upper deck. And he just he just insisted on every and this is keep in mind this is like a live podcast taping, and he continues to just scream out like once every two minutes trying to get them to ignore you know Waffle House, and it's just like dude you're not funny like he was cussing that was cussing I mean it was a real scene and this was on the heels of when I went to see uh, when I went to see our boy Darren Chris remember we met him Nick at Johnny's Hideaway and he invited me to the concert. Yeah, he wasn't even the biggest celebrity that we met that night. Yeah, so well at his show, which by the way got backstage Snare. passes. Too bad you had to go out of town, Nick. I was backstage hobnobbing with our boy Darren, who's now nominated for an Emmy for best performance in a limited series, lead actor for his uh, portrayal of uh, Andrew Cunanan in the uh, Who Shot Versace show. Did you watch that, Rob? Did you ever watch the Versace? Yeah, I saw some of it. I thought it was pretty good. Well, you should have finished it, man. I get distracted. Like I, I thought iRobot was pretty good, but I forgot it existed. I started watching a little bit of that. I, I've watched so many the first season of so many shows, some of which I liked and just kind of forgot. Well, I think I think the Versace show is only eight. Yeah, episodes. I think I got through like four and then I got distracted by something else. Hence his nomination for best actor in a limited series, which is which is how I got the free tickets because I went up to him and said flat out. First of all, I said you're a pretty good dancer because he was holding his own with me and Nick out on the dance floor, and then I said, man, if you don't win that Emmy, we're gonna have problems. So anyway, but at his show, people are just screaming out nonstop, and it happens everywhere I go. You are people pay money to come see the people on stage. They do not come to hear you, the peanut gallery, cracking jokes like you're in the back of you know. Mrs. Johnson's, you know, high school English. Okay. It's enough already. It's so annoying. I, it, it, it really ruins. It takes you out of it when after, I mean, to the point where you're in a venue with 5,000 people and 4,990 of them are rolling their eyes every time you scream out. I mean, have some awareness where are we at in society as Mike Gundy would say. 
Um, number two, I've talked about this before, and I told I talked about this to Rob today. People have got to peanut stop. allergy. People have got to stop. T- people have got to stop talking on the phone at the gym, man. I'm losing it. I almost. I guess what? I'm canceling. Nick, bad news for you. I'm canceling my LA Fitness membership as of today. All right. So why is that bad news for you're Nick? The last man standing. Well, because Nick- that's the because they have the basketball courts, the ah, indoor okay. basketball courts, and we can play wherever. But I was thinking, I too, in my, in, in my new location, there's a Planet Fitness much closer to where I live than a and, and Planet Fitness stays open twenty four seven. I was thinking and cheaper. I was thinking about switching over to Planet Fitness relative. No hoops, but how are you going to play basketball with Alex? Alex is going to go in there and start breaking gym equipment if you don't go play basketball with him. In the <laughs> that will never not pop me. Like there's there's certain things that just do not get old. The crying Jordan meme being one of them will always pop me. And thinking about Alex getting so mad at a video game that he ejects it and snaps the disc in half. <laughs> and then buys it back. And then buys it back a couple weeks that later. Never not well, that's gonna... Rob and I are set to have a major FIFA tournament on Friday night that you're missing out on, Nick. And there may be some games. But, and listen, and, and every time... Wait, hold on. And every time that we give Alex a shout out about his video game tendencies... He's sure to text me and say, I appreciate getting a shout out on the podcast. So take that. <laughs> All right. Big shout, Alex. I miss you. I haven't seen I haven't seen Alex. Alex, come to Atlanta. We haven't seen you in so long. When was the last time we hung out? I can't even remember. Hide the video games. Not on the phone right. He's not on the phone right now. Well, I almost had to stay with him when, during that bachelor party debacle. I actually texted Alex and said, Alex, I need to sleep on your couch or something. I can't stay in this hotel. But uh, he may have had a uh, female caller that night, I believe, <laughs> so, or at least a date. So I was, on, I was I was when I slept in my trunk. I paid $250 to sleep in my trunk. Thanks a lot, Thad. Big, <laughs> big, big, big shout. Hey, Thad. Hey, hey, Thad. We've got 11 people coming into Austin. Should we get five rooms at the Embassy Suites for uh, the same amount? No, nah, let's get a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> and we'll blow up air mattresses and put them on the floor instead of all, uh, all getting suites at the Embassy Suites directly across the street. Let's Talk think about- of Thad's best friend's name is Chet. Yeah, Thad is the only person in the history of, of Thad's that hasn't been a bad guy in a teen movie. With that name, no, he is a bad. He is a bad guy in my teen movie. Hey, hey, Thad, you spelled your name wrong. It's Chad with a C. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> let's get out of here. Cheers. <laughs> hey, re- <laughs> recommendation, recommendation for you, Nick. Cover up podcast about Chappaquiddick and the failing Ted Kennedy. Rob, how do you feel about your communist liberal bastion? Being uh, thrown under the bus post death. Have you listened to any? No, I've not listened to it yet, but I've heard a lot about it. I'm planning on listening to it on my next road trip or flight. I don't know when that will be. Yeah, I would highly recommend everybody cover up. It's a podcast from uh, People Magazine, I believe. Nick, you will like it. It's not. It's no Dirty John, but it's pretty good. If you're, especially if you're not familiar with the uh, Chappaquiddick story, which I made sure to watch the movie on my last flight. So I watched the the movie and I listened to the podcast. I'm all up to date. If you guys want to listen to it, we'll, we'll talk about it. Give me your theories. If you got theories on what happened, please send them our way. I guess that's it. You guys got nothing? You got no rant? No more rants? No, no more I'm excited to host you this weekend. That little Miami weekend for the two of us. That's right. I'll be flying down to Miami uh, where Rob and I are going to a media day with 110 teams, at which point Rob suggested that he could identify all, all the players <laughs> we needed to interview by face. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Was that correct? Yeah, I can. Only 110 teams. Rob's got a photographic memory. Anybody that's important. I mean, I may not know, you know, I may not know the, the Iowa State class, but anybody else, anybody that's actually important, I got to figure it out. Well, I'm texting, I'm texting recruits every 30 minutes to try to get him to commit to <laughs> rivals. So, uh, all right, Nick's got to get back. He's got he's got home duties. It's it's eleven o'clock at night. I got to watch the challenge. Oh boy, he's got home Johnny duties. Banana. Nick is smashed. <laughs> Nick's got duties around the house. Rob's got duties around the house. That wraps it up. Please remember. Oh, quick, real quick, real quick before we go. I almost signed out without reminding people. Leave us a review. We are at ninety six ratings on iTunes. Only four away. Our goal was to get to 100 by the end of 2018. Now we only need four more. Let's read the latest ones real quick. Uh, I'm not sure if I read this one. From July 17th. Keep Lackford. Dave Lackford is great. Keep him coming back. He's great. Okay, so if, 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 you, if you want to hear Lackford, uh, you can tune over to the Armchair Quarterback uh, Podcast. we got two episodes with him up there. Next up. Whiskey drunk approved. I really, I don't really listen to the show, but I feel like I owe Rob Cassidy a solid for writing an article about a group of overzealous Arkansas Razorback fans that I led in 2012 that followed around Arizona prospects. That's what's up. <laughs> nice. So he gets a Lackford reference in there. Do you know who this I guy do know is? Him. Yeah, he's now. I think he believe he's coaching at a school out in Arizona. Nice guy. Him and his wife uh, were big Arkansas fans. They would a bunch of them would come out and. And, and yell Arkansas things during high school football games. They're good people, though. Uh, Keith Grayson, as he has listed as his name. And uh, another one, five-star review. Love listening to these guys each week. I love listening to these guys each week. Best recruiting college football pod out right now. Tell a friend, Z Schofel, which is his name. And last one, five-star podcast with a two-star J.J. Watt mindset from uh, YOKid24. So we are at 96. Four new actual reviews. Guys, that is huge. How excited are you? I'm fired up. I want to get to 100. And I want to get that Facebook group going. I'd like to interact with the people. I'm a man of the people. All right. So I actually already started it. I just have to get it going. You don't even have a Facebook. No, like so I said, if there is a community, I will get back on Facebook for this. Okay. All right. That wraps it up for us. I am only two weeks away from seeing M. Deuce in person, live, local, and late breaking. And tomorrow, the big day, we find out if the documentary got in the film festival. So uh, keep watching my Twitter for that. Tell a friend, leave a review. We'll be back with a new episode next week.